Hi, I am Chitra. I am Madhvi. I am Jyoti. I am Suchitra. Together, we are your hosts on the Edge Podcast. We bring you stories and experiences from our experiments around learning, marketing, and design. These are stories of people, technology, and people interacting through technology. Of what we see, create, and recommend. The following quote from Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a funny take on visibility and feedback. Every time you try to operate these weird black controls that are labeled in black on a black background, a little black light lights up black to let you know you've done it. A user interface is like a joke. If you have to explain it, it's not that good. At its best, humor is a liberation from an existence that might otherwise seem absurd. Humor makes the unbearable bearable. We are not new to companies taking advantage of April Fool's Day to execute their clever marketing campaigns. In today's episode, we talk about humor effect as a cognitive bias and how it's used in various aspects of UX marketing and learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Edge podcast. This is our third series of Rarely Rational. Today with me is Madhvi, my co-host. Hi, Madhvi. Hi, Jyoti. I think everybody has heard of this common phrase, laughter is the best medicine. We've heard it numerous times. Intuitively, we know that laughter helps in reducing stress. There are also scientific explanations of what happens in our physiology when you laugh. What we want to do today is look at what humor does to our brains and how actually companies or products leverage humor to create memorable things. Yes. Shall we get started? Oh, yes. Let's go with a popular product. Hey, Google, tell me a joke. This one will make you giggle. Why did the scarecrow keep getting promoted? Because he was outstanding in his field. (laughs) (laughs) I like the drum roll at the end of that. Yeah, that was good. It was surprising. It's nice. Yeah. Let's try that again. Hey, Google, tell me a joke. I'll let you decide whether this one is sarcastic. Why are libraries so strict? They have to go by the book. <laughs> <laughs> the canned laughter and the music also add to the effect for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. We don't have to wait for a jester or anybody now. Even listening to jokes can happen right at our fingertips. And I think that's what actually makes us a lot more memorable than just being a simple question and answer uh, machine. Yeah. If you look at cognitive perspective of what's happening or while a joke is told. Understanding a joke takes a little longer, or if you say the processing time of uh, understanding a joke is longer, so that's why it sticks with us. Laughter creates an emotion and hence stronger connection in our brains. And I think this is that emotional bond that companies leverage to create these kind of products. Absolutely. Many companies have tried to play on the theme of the April Fool's jokes. Google did a fantastic job of it in 2004. This was a time when Hotmail and Yahoo Mail were the leaders and they offered you just a few MB. And I remember seeing this announcement from Google saying that they're going to launch this thing called Gmail and they announced that they're going to give out 8 million bits to all users. That's like 50,000 emails. We were like, what kind of a joke is this? But yeah, it's of course welcome. 
turns out it wasn't a joke and now we know how gmail is an essential part of pretty much all of our lives most people have a gmail account fantastic way to launch a product what they're trying to do is using this humor effect to increase the attention of people humor effect is this cognitive bias that causes you to remember funny information better our brain you know makes connections easily when something takes longer to process it sticks with us easily and because it has an emotion attached to it that again is an added connection this is what humor effect is according to cognitive psychology or cognitive science humor somehow tends to break down barriers in most cases as long as it's culturally appropriate for the set of people around so it makes it easier for you to convey your message across without being very preachy or in a lecture mode it also tones down your speech such that your messaging tends to stick on with the learner a lot more learner or listener yeah humor is used extensively in advertising the reason for doing that is advertisers want their product or service to stick in their viewer or their listeners minds according to research indians want brands to make them smile they want to feel happy and they want to laugh don't we all there are enough stressful situations in our life so if we are watching an ad which typically we think of as annoying if that message is humorous i think i'm more likely to see it and smile about it also that brand tends to stick around in my mind because they have now distinguished themselves from the crowd in a survey 85% of respondents said they will follow a brand if they found it funny based on their social media account but only 3% of business leaders believe that their brand has to be humorous so there's a very big gap between what the users are expecting or your audience is expecting versus what the leaders are putting out there can every brand bridge this gap i don't know i don't know if every brand would do the same thing but a lot of brands have successfully been able to get users or customers attention via humor the best example i can remember is amul they've been doing it from decades always on point always about some current affair thing exactly they've stayed consistent through the ages despite amul being quite an old brand we tend to think that companies are humorous only in their social media presence i think amul is one that has always maintained humor in its brand awareness campaigns whether it is be in the newspapers or magazines it also translates into their digital presence now oh yes i think it is safe to say that the humor effect actually increases attention and improves retention so if you are planning any kind of messaging or a campaign or a learning program where you want your learners or your audience to walk away with certain concepts in mind then incorporating some amount of humor in the learning will yield much better results we know according to the forgetting curve people tend to forget more than 50% of the information they just learned one hour later by the end of the week they just retain 10% that means 90% of what you said however much you prepared and delivered it however well you did it is just lost so how do you reinforce this try to bring in humor there are a lot of other ways also but humor is also one tool in this toolkit today's topic falls under something called memory cognitive biases a set of effects or biases that enhance or impair the recall of a memory and humor is one such thing which is used to affect somebody's memory either 
make it memorable for them in a nice way with giving a sweet experience with it or the other end could also be like someone who would remember it all the more because the joke kind of backfired yeah some companies have had to retract their statements or campaigns based on that it is a double edged sword but there are lots of ways and lots of examples for when humor effect has worked wonderfully and done wonders for a company it basically evokes an emotion that is beyond just serving the user's need when you use humor effectively it can engage your users and increase the stickiness with the product they start liking the product so they're going to start using it more they're going to stick around for longer and continue using it so your user acquisition journey becomes a lot more easier for you as a company or as the product humor will set the experience the user has on your platform or with your product apart from what they have with your competitors otherwise if you are all serving the same need why would they prefer you over somebody else the author of this book called designing for emotion aaron mm-hmm. walter he has a version of the maslow's hierarchy of needs as it comes to usage of product i thought this was fantastic first he says the first thing you need from any product is that it is functional it serves mm-hmm. the need that you want mm-hmm. otherwise right. why are you even going to use it it solves your problem next thing is reliability you need to know that you can use this product consistently it is there for you it's not like it works now it doesn't work tomorrow you're obviously not going to use that for long the third thing is about the product's usability it should be easy for you to learn and it should be easy for you to put into use it should not be rocket science yeah these are the things that will guarantee that the product sticks around in the market but what is the distinguishing factor that's where the user wants pleasure they want a pleasurable right. experience they want the product to be comfortable to use they want it to be convenient they want safety what's the additional thing about pleasure they want it to be fun or humorous so you are serving that need as well so that is the distinguishing factor that's a fantastic point people will remember these unexpected or playful pleasures delighters is what term that i came across using delighters to have a positive effect so that the first impression is a good one for the user correct so do you want to share any instances where you were delighted google places these easter eggs in their search maybe google doodle is a more famous example but something that i personally like is these small search terms that they places easter eggs like if you type in askew the search results tilt to one end right out small things but it's nice and playful when i was working at spotify around diwali time we had built this feature where if you played an indian song which is basically any song with an indian language in it the scroll bar would now be replaced by a sparkler mm-hmm. and as the song kept progressing the sparkler kept burning so the sparkler finishes burning up at the end of the song it oh, was fun loved by users there was a lot of positive feedback about it on social media i thought that was very delightful it's not about just functionality it's about surprising your user and giving them something different designers use different techniques to bring in humor one such thing is personification absolutely the first thing i would like to talk about is our smart start product where we have used not just storytelling but also have presented it to the learners as a comic strip we have introduced these characters 
the characters are based upon our user research of what the learners for our program want and who would be an ideal teacher we didn't want to have somebody in the formal i am the teacher i am the coach a superior and a junior person having an interaction so we built it more like a friendly interaction we have these two characters we portray them in the comic strip style and the entire training is delivered as if it's a conversation between the two of them going back and forth we have found that users love this they start relating to the characters it's not preachy anymore they relate to the life events that these characters are going through we are able to get users to work on exercises we are able to get them to think and deeply introspect and using micro learning releasing small amounts of these information over time we are actually able to bring about behavior change in some of our users i wouldn't be arrogant enough to say that everybody has a behavior change but this is a nudge to help users in the right direction we could have given those nudges as like straightforward email saying hey why don't you do this why don't you do that but bringing in the humorous component keeps our learners a lot more engaged here and we have used this in smarten as well yeah i think we have completely thrived on using this storytelling style of teaching in our products that's been like our usp in the past few months i should say <laughs> I want to share with our listeners another instance where we have used humor to tackle a kind of serious not so exciting topic unconscious bias now unconscious bias training we all know it is needed but it is not something you go joyfully to and mm-hmm. a big it major in india had approached us with this problem of delivering a short video course on unconscious bias after a lot of debating and a lot of discussion our team decided to deliver this training as if there's a fly on the wall so the mm-hmm. entire training goes about as if the fly on the wall is observing the interactions of multiple people from multiple backgrounds it's becomes non-judgmental that way we had to sell this idea to our client they weren't very receptive to it at first they thought maybe it is going to be frivolous but it mm-hmm. did not turn out to be frivolous This training has now reached over 1 lakh people and it has been translated in 6 different languages so people around the world employees of this IT major are using it i feel this is one place where we got it right with our humor and with our different perspective absolutely another course that we've created on our digital library called smarties was a short course on mental health using this kind of comic strip style storytelling has also made it easier for us to lighten the content and create it in a different way and insert memes into reinforce some of these dense topics yeah concepts. that was a fun day at work jyoti i remember this me and another colleague we were sitting there and we were getting bored with the training ourselves because the topics were so dense so mm-hmm. we sat and created this meme that you were talking about <laughs> and that day i went home and told everybody i met that all i did at work today was create memes <laughs> so i enjoyed my working experience too that's good i think memes are something now which is so prevalent in digital marketing in the current highly competitive market companies do a little more than produce a good product or provide a reliable service creating a bond with users is also an important thing let's see how uh, humor is used in the user experiences of many of these products 
chrome shows this little dinosaur if there's no internet or there are some really fun ways of showing these 404 pages sort of just you know one of those bland page not found messages that prop up for example if you're working on something important like filling a form and suddenly there is a internal server error or a bad gateway error instead of just uh, putting out codes like i've seen messages where like oh oh our pirates are working on it everything will be fine again these messages are actually reduce the tension of that moment yes if i am trying to make a payment and that payment failed and i'm unable to complete my purchase or fill up my form or whatever i am going to be frustrated you can't mm-hmm. avoid that but what you can do is avoid what i finally walk away with from your experience you can leave me with a 404 or 503 or any such http code which is meaningless to anybody unless you are a software engineer or you can leave me with such a humorous message my experience is not changed i was still unable to complete the task that i set out to do but when i walk away i'm walking away with a smile the frustration is lowered so i am not going to completely abandon your service i'm going to come back and try it because i see that there are real people working it's not just about this business so i start relating to your brand that's the way i experience this another use case i remember is when people use the standard lorem ipsum content for design mockups instead of the same old fillers of you know those latin words there are these generators or tools which generate humorous content one is called fillerama that chooses placeholder text from tv shows it's a new tool that i discovered and i totally loved it fantastic whenever i think about improving user experience with humor my earliest memories are of the microsoft assistant i yeah, i remember that clippy <laughs> a mascot who can pop up at the right place within the user's journey in your product and suggest something helpful hey do you want to do this are you trying to do this here's more information but if you do that repeatedly then it gets annoying to the user so you have to get it right Yeah, Clippy was both annoying and funny at times. <laughs> Speaking of mascots, a lot of companies use mascots to personify the product. They typically design something that looks beautiful that the users tend to think are friendly and helpful and they evoke some kind of a positive emotion from the user. These mascots pop up, they help the user, but if you don't design them right, just like I was complaining, they may distract the user. and that causes a bad user experience at clearly blue we recently adopted a new mascot she's the wise old owl very personable very intelligent and creative we call her harga yeah please check out harga we love her you can find her on our website can humor backfire absolutely in our episodes of this series we've been talking about how to avoid each kind of bias suddenly when you think of humor which thinking okay do you have to avoid this bias going with our earlier example and how humor can backfire i think there are instances where we can avoid this since humor is contextual it can also be a double edged sword a joke can be funny in one situation but it can be terrible in another recently a news that i read about was how monster india announced their rebranding amidst all this global mass layoffs that have been happening 
monster india and their employees took to linkedin and posted fake resignations they wanted to talk about their rebranding but somehow the way they did it did not resonate well with the internet because of the current situations though it was thought that their fake resignations was something like an out of the box thinking or they used linkedin creatively to gain attention most of them deemed that was also unethical so i think this is something which reminds us that humor can not always be the best way to get to your audience ouch that was insensitive <laughs> it may yeah. have been another time but just that the timing for this was completely off yes that comic timing that's important probably a lot of comics why they are even famous are because of their timing absolutely these comedians try multiple versions of the joke in multiple situations with different audiences before they get it on their big act so they try variations i don't think everybody gets it right the first time trial and error is the way to go forward i guess definitely the best way is to make sure you are using humor in the right place is to know your audience and to not uh, replace your valuable content with just jokes testing your design or the content with real users will help you in avoiding such gaps you're right jyoti humor cannot mask deficiencies in design or bad product experience it can be the icing on the cake it can't be the cake itself people will also just take a brand to be frivolous if your messaging is off just to make an attempt to be funny you can't ride on that So Jyoti I want to share with you a story okay this is humor effect at play but it is humor effect at play without this being specifically designed for by the company okay we started our episode with the google assistant right yeah we were discussing the google assistant over lunch yesterday one of my colleagues said the google assistant in her car only recognizes the voices of her and one of her sons she hmm. says it completely ignores her husband and her other son so we were wondering why this could be there are a few reasons this could have been a design decision from google to recognize specific voices but she is not aware of that she's just narrating her experience to me at this point another colleague chimes in she says that the same thing is the case in her house google assistant listens to her Google assistant listens to one other person in the family and ignores the other members of the family. And both believe that Google assistant is going to stick around because the women of the house, the lady of the house <laughs> is satisfied by that. <laughs> I don't think Google specifically designed for this. This may have just been the kind of settings on the device that's hosting the assistant, but they love it. <laughs> They're talking about Google assistant and they're talking about it with other people. It's like word of mouth marketing. Yeah, I think there are a lot of such situations, funny situations that have arisen talking to these AI powered assistant. It's not just AI that is giving rise to humor. Easter eggs have existed for as long as programmers have been around. The earliest known Easter egg was one that was placed in the make command. The make command is pretty common in Unix. Most Unix developers would have used this at some point of time. If on the PDP 6 or PDP 10 you typed make love basically you are trying to use a file called love and apply the make command on that the program mm-hmm. first responded to you with not war and then it proceeded to actually create the make file yeah oh, that's that's fantastic 
programmers are a unique lot. Let's just put it that way. They do tend to hide these little things. Somebody hid credits within their code. So when the user moved their mouse over a specific pixel, they got to know exactly who that developer was. But otherwise, the credits were not shown anywhere in the software. And then there have been many times that companies have placed Easter eggs just to give users that sense of delight. A certain set of actions will cause a completely unexpected or a deviation from the product's regular experience. Microsoft also used to do this. So you could do certain things and then Clippy would start acting weird. He may start jiggling around, do random things which he normally does not do. That was a fun experience back then. But I think over time due to compliance and for making sure that all the code adheres to legal standards, these things have slowly been weeded out of code. A book that I read recently called Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, a dystopian sci-fi novel. It's about a worldwide virtual reality game where players look for Easter eggs throughout the game and ultimately that could lead them to inherit the game creator's fortune. Why I mentioned this book is because it is filled with complete nostalgia, trivia and adventure and it's like a paradise for pop culture geeks. It has some intense pop culture references and the whole book is such a fast-paced read with easter eggs at every nook and corner. Fantastic. Thank you for that recommendation. Humor also seems to be a good tool to use when you want to persuade people or educate them on certain things. There has been this study in Sweden. They call it the fun theory. Fun, playfulness and humor can change user behavior and typically for the better. You can persuade them to adopt better habits and educate them on things that they not necessarily make the effort to go learn by themselves. One such instance that happened very recently in Bangalore is what Manipal hospitals did for World Heart Day. This was in October 2022. They worked with Bangalore traffic police and in 20 different traffic junctions, the red light signal was no longer just the blank red light. It actually showed a heart. There was a heart within the red circle. It was very noticeable. It was a wonderful campaign. It was to encourage Bangalore to become what they call a heart smart city. I was pleasantly surprised that day when I was just standing there completely bored and just staring at the (laughs) signal waiting for it to go green. You're standing in traffic. Of course, you're frustrated. And now you see this innovative thing. The first thing you do is smile. And then you're like, hey, what is this? What's happening? So along with this changing red light, they placed these QR codes. When people went and scanned these QR codes, it told them about the campaign as well as what they can do to maintain better hearts, to be healthier. Oh, that's amazing. Actually, I remember seeing heart symbols. And I just wondered what it is. But I didn't know the story behind it. Humor effect is used in multiple ways. To summarize how humor is used effectively to engage users and increase product stickiness, we can talk about how mascots are used to personify the product. One is the use of exaggeration to show defects in competitors' product and make your product look better. Third, surprising the users. As simple as making them smile with something that they didn't expect. These strategies included in a user interface will give that wow effect for the user. 
Hey Jyoti, have you thought about why people add ETC to a long list of things? No. It means end of thinking capacity. <laughs> Who doesn't love humor? Yes, I want more humor in my life. So, products, companies, designers, engineers, please delight us. On that note, let's end this conversation on humor effect. Thanks Jyoti. Thank you Madhavi it was wonderful talking about funny and delightful things today Please subscribe to the Edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel We are on Google iTunes Spotify Stitcher and more If you like this episode Please share it with your friends. If you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast, write to us at podcasts at adepticlabs.com.